Dylan McLaughlin. I am a filmmaker, primarily. Uh, let's see, I am Dine on my mother's side of the family, uh, Navajo. Her family is from, from New Mexico. My father's family is, is English and Irish. I grew up in Arizona on the Navajo Nation in Kayenta, Arizona, and I lived there until until I graduated from high school and I moved from there to to Santa Fe, New Mexico and I, I lived there for for quite a few years. I went to school at the Institute of American Indian Arts and ran with that whole crew for a while and worked with the whole community in Santa Fe for, for a number of years, doing all sorts of different all sorts of different things, art projects, art collectives. And most recently, I, I live in, in Brooklyn, New York. So I, so I work primarily as a, as a filmmaker. I guess it's, it's, it's kind of funny identifying as a filmmaker for me. I feel like I'm, it's kind of like the first um, umbrella word for, for, the, for the type of work that I do, filmmaker. And within that, I work as, I mean, I do a lot of different things. I, I work on um, sometimes it's music videos, um, documentary projects, and, and within that, I, I do a lot of artist profile videos, which is probably the work that I'm maybe becoming known more for, well, at least in certain communities, or, or at least maybe in the art world or the art community. I've done video installation and, and live video projections and whatnot. And so, well, so for me, identifying as a filmmaker has always been a little bit of a funny thing. I, I feel like, um, well, for a while, and even still, I, I kind of, would say that I don't really care for for filmmakers very much, and sort of I don't like calling myself a filmmaker, and and I think that for me that came from sort of this identity of like what is it sort of like a like an affinity for for cinema or for film or for that medium. Um, filmmakers tend to carry a lot of sort of a general generally carry a lot of like appreciation for that format and for that medium and there's kind of a whole <clears throat> sort of almost like camaraderie around around film as a as a medium and I've just maybe I've felt that at times but I think that's that's not something that I really identify with and early on in, in some of that like exploration some of the initial explorations of a film at least at, at uh, IAI uh, in school I felt like just sort of deterred from it all. I felt like this is like this is not uh, this is not a field that I want to work in, or it's not something that's calling to me. It felt very like I don't know. There's just um, I don't know if I can explain it really. The, the ambitions, the the technical ambitions, and the career ambitions of of filmmakers just it didn't feel like something that that resonated with me. And so for a while in school, I felt like, well, this is, this is wrong. This is, not, this is not the right thing for me. This is not what I should be doing. And I, 
I really kind of played with that a little bit, pushed it, and I started doing started doing more work in, in schools and started working, I don't know, working on, on farms and just sort of doing a doing a different type of work for, for a while. And more and more I was convinced that like, okay, I, I really shouldn't be doing film. I shouldn't be playing with film. It's just, it doesn't work for me. I can't sit at a computer. It, uh, like I, I didn't know how to connect with it. And I'm not, I'm not really sure what happened somewhere in that, in that time, but it sort of just eventually kind of clicked and, and it worked for me. And I all of a sudden felt like, okay, like I, I know what I'm doing now. I like it makes sense, and I can do it, and I'm okay with it. And I've just sort of I've been doing it ever since in, in a way that that feels like inspiring, and and it and it tests me creatively, pushes me creatively in, in a lot of different ways. And and I've been I've been just sort of doing it solidly since then. And, and I don't know I don't know exactly what that was that happened there. Maybe I actually like started getting work as a filmmaker. Maybe. <laughs> um, and I, I think that actually does make a big difference though when you're when you find that you have a creative outlet that you can act like you can use to support your life is like whoa wow um okay this is you know it's a it's sustainable in in a lot of different ways maybe kind of even like holistically sustainable you know like different aspects of your life it it can just sort of I don't know it helps to make things make sense and, and filmmaking is I guess it's become that kind of, it's kind of that. And I mean, I, I get all, I get, I participate in a lot of different types of, of jobs in that, in that world. Um, so I, I haven't in years been very interested in, in narrative filmmaking, sort of working as like in the camera department or working as a um, director of photography or anything like that. But I've started getting more and more jobs like that. And it seems that moving into this, this new year, that that's going to be a bit more of the, the work that I'm that I'm known for, and that's really interesting for me right now because it's something I fought for a long time, and now finally I'm like, okay, you know, maybe maybe I could be open to that a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to go to film school or anything, but I but I think that I I'd, I'd entertain um, possibilities that I maybe at one point shut down a little bit. Um, just be, I don't know why. I mean, it just feels right to to do that sort of re-entertain what maybe didn't feel right before like okay maybe i'm changed a little bit maybe i've grown a little bit and and maybe maybe i can now sort of re-invite things back into my life and not not always keep them at a distance Talk about your experience as artist and working with and for other artists to realize their visions and other institutions to realize their visions. And is it fulfilling to you as an artist? And and how do you how do you balance that? I, I think it's sort of a there's sort of a spectrum there <clears throat> in terms of collaboration. Uh, you know, sometimes sometimes I'll work with someone who maybe doesn't quite have. A, a visual, like a visual preconceived side to what they're working with. And so they bring me on as that. It's like, okay, you know, I, I, I'd be the, the, the partner, like sort of 
<clears throat> I'd create the visual aesthetic for, 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 for a project, which means that it can be like completely open for me. And so sometimes that collaborative environment in, in which someone you know comes to me not really having a, a visual aesthetic in, in mind that you know it leads to me having to make those decisions. And, and that can be really nice, uh, but it's very different than say working with someone who's like, you know, I, I know exactly what I want and I want you to work under my sort of guidance to help to help us get there. So, so one end of the spectrum is like total, is totally open creatively. And then the other side of it is, is much more of a technical challenge. Like this is exactly what I want and I want you to pull it off. I mean, I, I guess it tends, filmmaking tends to be a collaborative field where it can be. It doesn't have to be. I, I just saw them. Well, it, actually, this is funny. I was going to use the Laurie Anderson's latest film. I just saw it like, a few days ago. Um, I was going to use it as an example of sometimes you can you can create a piece of work entirely by yourself, and it felt like that's really kind of what that was. I mean, she like sort of narr- she narrates the entire film, and it's like all footage that she's shot for a long time, and it's her own story. And it's, it's kind of as an audience member, you're kind of diving into her world. And then it was so I just couldn't help but laugh at like how long the credits were for that film. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow, it's so funny because the whole time you're like, oh, I'm just so immersed in this one, and like a single person's world, and then and then there's like. 200 names attached to it and it's it, it doesn't change anything it just makes me feel kind of like I don't, I don't know I don't know how it makes me feel it makes just sort of interest it's an interesting it was an interesting moment there like okay there's but but film sort of tends to be <clears throat> at least like traditional cinema and film tends to sort of be that way where you're working with um with this you know you're looking at something that's built by the hands of of many many people um of course, it doesn't have to be that way. Uh, a, a lot of the work that I do now, uh, at least for the past couple of years, and I, and I think it's something I'm, I'm more and more interested in and, and will continue to do is uh, artist profile videos or, or artist portrait videos. And what <clears throat> what's interesting to you about that? So, so I, I guess there's a, there's a few different things to that. Uh, let's see. One is that it's it's work that I do completely on my own it's it's not <clears throat> well maybe it's a different type of collaboration really um but as far as as the production goes of the videos it's it's all me you know i travel to artists and i i interview them and film them and edit those videos and sort of the, the, all of that all of that is is sort of on my end so in some ways it in some ways it feels a little bit like um work that i do kind of completely alone uh, and then the interesting part of that is, well, another interesting part of it is um, all sort of all the layers of interacting with with the artists. The first is is usually uh, email correspondence, and it's usually kind of on, uh, on my end a, a very kind of general approach, like, hey, you know, I'm I'm this filmmaker and I'm I'm doing this for this museum or gallery, and. You know, I'd like to, to find some time to, to meet with you and, you know, let's let's set a time within the next, I don't know, two months or something is usually how it goes. And so that kind of initiates our, our, our first kind of like real, our first dynamic or getting to know each other, like relating to each other. And that could 
be followed by phone calls or just a series of emails sort of back and forth and eventually leads to me knocking on their front door or the door to their studio or calling them and saying, how do I, how do I get in <laughs> to the building? <laughs> and then, and then we meet and, and it's usually for the first time, like it, there's been a few times in which I've already, I've known the artist from before, or maybe they've been a good friend, but that's rare. It's, it's usually someone that I've ne- never met before uh, in person. And so right away there's, for me, it feels like this, um, it's really in- a really interesting dance uh, for like sort of a dance about a few different things there. One is, uh, well, sort of just getting to know each other and we're about to talk about them and their work. And so there's a level of like, okay, I'm paying attention to, to, to kind of a lot of things. I'm paying attention to, um, like just how we're relating, how, how friendly we are to each other. And like, I want to, I want, I want this person to be comfortable and, uh, and I, I find the best way to do that is just to sort of be, just be present and be myself, and you know, sort of honestly meet someone. Uh, for 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 a while, when I first started doing work like this, I I would really prepare. I do a lot of, of like, kind of an investigation into these these artists and their work and and their lives if if I didn't if I wasn't familiar with them, and um, just sort of get familiar with their background and and some of the ideas they've been playing with and, and, and come into an interview with all, with all that preparation, sort of like having like a list of questions really, or at least an outline. And there was, there was one artist that I was meeting with in, in Southern California, like a couple of years ago. And I, I, I drove there I, I, and I showed up at her house and knocked on the door and I had done all this preparation and was like totally prepared to meet with her. Knocked on the door and she answered and is like, oh, you know, great, come on in and you know, bring your stuff in. And I immediately was like, oh my gosh, this is the wrong person. Like I, <laughs> I researched the wrong person. I prepared for meeting with, with a different artist that was on my list. And I don't know how that happened there, but, but I was like, okay, this is like, this is not who I, who I thought it was. And so I was like, okay, you know, just give me a few minutes and I'll bring my stuff in and, and, then, and then we can get started. So I walked back to my car and I was like, okay, I have just a couple minutes to, to figure out what I'm going to do, or like re-strategize or something. And basically I was like, okay, you know, th- throw all your preparation out the window. It doesn't matter. I'm going to just go in and honestly get to know this person. Like for me, I was like, okay, it'll, it'll be like an honest inquiry. And I went in. And it was really, it was really nice. It, it maybe not as like, not as, well, it was a different type of fluidity. I was going to say maybe not as fluid, but it was a different type of, a different type of thing coming in and, and, uh, you know, sitting down and sort of just being like, let's just talk. Let's just, um, let's just talk and have a conversation and keep it conversation based. And through that, we'll, we'll get to these moments of like, what I feel is honesty and then, and then I go and edit it and, and take out moments of um, maybe moments that resonate or moments that are cohesive and tell a story. Uh, and so, so it was interesting. It, it, well, so that's an approach that I've adopted and that's, that's what I do. That's just sort of how I do it now and show up to, to meet an artist and, it, and it's just, um, 
me getting to know them, like actually getting to know them. And, and I <laughs> like that. That's cool. That's cool. That's what I like about this podcast project too, is that it allows the artists the space to be human, that they don't always get in press and media, you know, everything is so glamorized and about the individual and projects that allow the artists to be comfortable and be themselves, I think is really important. It seems like you have gotten to meet so many artists and almost build friendships around this work. Is that correct? Yeah, so this this latest uh, series of artist portraits I've been working on have, have been for for this museum in Zurich, Switzerland. Uh, they're called the North American Native Museum. And that's always a little bit of a shock. Like, oh, wow, this museum. If you're not familiar with them, it, it's a, a little bit of a shock. Like, okay, there's this museum in, in Zurich that, that focuses on contemporary uh, North American indigenous artists. Um, it seems a little funny and interesting. And, I get that reaction a lot now when I tell people about it. I can't imagine what it's like for the muse- museum themselves to go around and identify like the work they do. But it's interesting. They're great, and I think they're they they put together this this exhibition of contemporary artists, about fifteen of them or so, and and had me um, do a do a video on each of the artists, and it's been it's been really fantastic and I keep thinking like it must they just must have done like a a killer job putting together like a a a really really badass group of of artists here because every one of them that I've met I've like become really good friends with uh and and like a, a handful of them I'm like collaborating with now and you know this person I met a year ago now we're now we're we've traveled together and we're working on projects together and um, it's great. It's really interesting. But I also feel like part of it is that, well, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, so I, I just met um, uh, just a few days ago. Last week, I, I drove out to, to, to upstate New York, Binghamton, New York, uh, and met with Wally Dion, who's an artist who's, whose name I've, I've heard, you know, here and there. People have mentioned him and his work for a while. But I've never I've never met him, and I've you know, not really ever seen his work aside from like on his website. And so I I went out and and met with him. It's it was just I mean, so that was the most recent artist artist visit I I had done, and it was kind of a nice reminder of of all of this work. It sort of had that trip kind of had all of the right elements. Like Binghamton is is this really bizarre city that felt a little bit like time traveling to another, just kind of to another dimension where uh, it's just, there's a different world, that place, where it's like reminiscent of a kind of a different world and economy and, and time in, in this country, in the U.S. And and uh, so it was that, and I, I also probably stayed in like one of the weirdest hotels there <laughs> that seemed like at one point was like really really nice beautiful kind of elegant hotel but it's now like ooh, just like shady and <laughs> so weird <laughs> and like someone 
tried to come into the room in the middle of the night and I was just like, oh, it was, it was the weirdest, weirdest experience. And, and it was like kind of perfect because of all of that. Like it, it felt like, okay, this is a, this is what it feels like to, to just throw yourself into someone else's space. And not to say that that was Wally's space, but that was like just to throw yourself in a, into a different environment and then maybe be a little bit out of, out of your element and, and meet with an artist and sort of just be, uh, I, don't, I don't know, just sort of thinking on, you know, on your toes. And, and we had a great time. It was, it was really, really nice meeting Wally. And I sort of joked a bunch about maybe I'll just move to Binghamton now and get a cheap building there because it was like abandoned buildings everywhere and stuff <laughs> seems yeah. like travel is such a huge part of the um, artist profile projects and it can be a lonely place travel and always on the move and going to all these different locations can you talk about how you um, navigate your emotions through that process and how it makes you feel what maybe are some tricks that you do to um, protect yourself and keep yourself healthy? Mm, yeah, traveling is is a tricky one. Uh, I I love it. I really enjoy it. But I also find myself pretty often saying that I, I really dislike flying, and it's like oh, it's just it's it's hard. It's exhausting. <clears throat> it's kind of a nice romanticized thing. I mean, it is nice, and it's really nice to go to places, and it's kind of a, a real privilege to visit places. But it's also it's a little grueling if you if you do it often. And I, I don't do it very often, but I but I but I I do travel, um, and about half of you know half the work I do is is out somewhere in in places, um, visiting places and artists and you know productions in different cities. And then the other half of the work I do is is wherever I'm living, usually like in my bedroom or something or <laughs> my whatever whatever sort of makeshift office that I have. And so, you know, like this this fall has been probably the most that I've traveled, like in, in such a small amount of time. I've been in and out of the West Coast and like I'd be I'd be on the West Coast for a week and then come back to the East Coast for a couple of days and then and then travel to a, a different part of the country or into Canada for a couple of days and then come back into New York and leave back to, to the West Coast and there for a week and, and so I just like I felt like I I really lost track of of time this fall. Uh, and it was it became a little bit silly. I, I, I sort of felt like I I um I don't know, people would ask me what refer to like what day of the week it was or something and I just I felt like I just never really knew this whole fall <laughs> I have such a different sense of time and um I, w I felt healthy though it was good I felt energetic and fine and but I've been a little bit surprised that I've been able to to move so much and not and not sort of fall apart although I I, I feel like um every time I sit in an airplane it's like being crumbled up and when I get somewhere, I have to sort of uncrumble my body. And that part of it is hard. It's funny to be in new places and to sort of like, I don't know, nav I like navigating new, new, new places and sort of just fitting in and, um, I don't know, trying to function like normal people function, um, renting a car or taking public transportation or whatever and eating at 
weird places. And sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's fun to, to make it a little bit extra strange and do the kind of weird, weird sort of stay at the weird cringy hotels or whatever. But, um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and what kind of gear do you roll with? I mean, what's your... I'm sure you've gone through a lot of things that work and don't work as far as travel and transport and what you need and don't need. And just for other people who might be interested in doing projects like this, um, do you have any kind of tips on what is not necessary versus what is to bring? Ooh, that, that's a that's a constant conversation for me. And I think ultimately my answer has just been just don't pack until the very last minute. <laughs> 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 that way you're really, really limit, limited to the options. I have five um, seconds. But, but it's, I don't know, it's it t- it's tough. It, it depends on the project. It depends on sort of a lot of things. Um, it depends on where and how long. But I, I think that I have sort of uh, developed kind of like a go-to. I mean, I definitely have. I definitely have like a go-to travel kit these days. And, and it's kind of, something I've built over the last, maybe really over the last like year and a half. Uh, I went through this phase of, of being very minimal um, because I realized, well, it's, it's just, it's a lot easier and kind of safer to, to pack super minimally. I, I mean, safer just in terms of like one of my big fears traveling is that I don't want the airlines to mess with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want them to have to have me try to check my camera or something that I would never do. And, and I've, I've been, I've been totally good so far. Like I've never had anything weird, uh, happen. I I usually just kind of, you know, you have to sort of fight people sometimes on on the airlines and, and just be a little bit stubborn. And so I started traveling really minimally for a while. I think to the point where I, I would just travel with like one backpack and I'd have in my backpack, like camera, and you know sound stuff and a few pieces of clothes and, and that was it um and that wasn't always the case like one of my first mm, the first video that i had done for this museum in zurich was a, a profile on on uh Klinget artist nicholas galanin and uh i met with him and i had like bags of things i had like i carried with me lights and a tripod and camera stuff and then I had my own clothes and and I, I sort of this it felt like a lot I was kind of like weighed down and it was nice to have that and filmmakers always sort of carry or usually have this philosophy of like you know bring bring more than you need because you'll you'll use it and if you don't have it and you'll you'll miss it and and I think that for me that was something that I had to kind of unlearn I was like okay, okay so I traveled like that and then I was like this sucks it's so hard to travel with all this stuff and I'd rather just travel very minimally. I'd rather not have what I need and just make the most of what I have available, which is, a, I think it's a very limiting um, philosophy, but it, it's easier on my back <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day. Um, these days I I carry, and I'm still like, oh, geez, I feel like I have to sort of like recreate that or like there's a conversation that I need to once again have um as my work I think is starting to change a little bit right now I I carry a a Pelican 1510 case and if you're a photographer or a filmmaker you you know exactly what that is um 
I use I use that. I, I shoot with a red camera, um, which is also a not not a very like practical camera for for this type of work. It's it just takes a lot. I mean, I shoot I shoot five K resolution, and so the files are big and and it's raw, and so it's it's heavy a little, a little bit heavy on the post production side. But it I don't know I don't know what it is. It's just the, the images that camera creates and. Um, the flexibility I have with it and sort of playing with slow motion is something I've started doing. Um, but it's also like a super minimal rig. Um, and there's also kind of a nice, I mean, the, the red community is a really nice one to be part of. People are really nice to each other and it's, I was just good. I don't know. It, it feels like it's just a good community and that's not something you can get with many other like um, tools. I mean, I doubt there are, well, I'm not, I really don't know, but I, I doubt there are like paintbrush communities or like. <laughs> I mean, maybe there are. Maybe there are. Maybe, there are, maybe that's unfair for me to. That's like territory I'm not familiar with. <laughs> but I, I don't know. There's just it's kind of like again, there's like camaraderie there in in this country with those cameras being made here and um, and all that. But, but I don't travel with a, a tripod anymore. It's really really rare, which I think is a decision that has really affected the work that I do. I mean, a lot of these decisions have, like, you know, it's like I don't travel with lights or any sort of support for the camera. And so the work I do, or at least the work specifically on some of these artists' videos have been mm, like naturally, like lit by natural light and they're all handheld. And I've really, I've kind of fallen in love with that aesthetic. Uh, because it sort of feels like another layer of like honesty and also abstraction is something I haven't talked about, but that's an important part of sort of it's important, an important characteristic of these profile videos that I do is like, I don't want to, I don't want to have anything be literal or, or comprehensive. Like I'd rather let it live in abstraction because that again, feels like another layer of honesty. If, if, what someone is saying is not totally clear or straightforward, like because because we're not, you know, people aren't clear and straightforward, and and by them being allowed to live in this sort of abstract space, it feels to me like more true, mm. um, and I like that a lot. And and so that and so all those sort of ideas that I have creatively about the work that I do is are really informed by the decisions that I make technically. Like how much gear do I bring? Um, and I and I think that's one thing I really enjoy about filmmaking. But also, it's something I've been enjoying over the past couple of years, um, kind of about my whole life. Because I I see <clears throat> how just the way that I live and where I live, and like and all that, it really affects the work that I do. I don't know in so many ways. I I, I don't know. And and there there are many examples of that where I see that sort of reflected. Um, um, I mean, even in my living room now at my computer, um, like I, I was just was just editing a, a video earlier today, and and I think about I think about how where the space that I'm in today has really affected how that video is was shaped. Um, sometimes I feel like I want things I want to do things like all in one small period of time. And, and not over a long stretch because I feel like if I can if I can create something in a, in a really small amount of time, it 
it's sort of it can exist just in that bit of time and not too much outside of it. And I like that because then it feels like a reflection of like the work is just a reflection of that of where I was and what I was thinking then. And and then it can go out and exist. Whereas if I worked on a on a piece for for months or for a year, I feel like I'm putting into myself so many versions of myself and and that's something that's always just been a little bit hard for me. Like, oh, I, um, like I wish I had done something different, or you know, I want to do something else. And then having the capability of doing that is like, for me, it's a little bit terrifying. Like, oh, I, I wouldn't want to, <laughs> I wouldn't want to, <laughs> I wouldn't want to change the decisions that I had already made because that was like sort of coming from a different place than maybe where I am now. And um, so, so that the idea, the, like the thought of of working on projects for extended periods of time is really scary to me um, which is funny considering that I'm you know also doing a lot of documentary work and in the world of documentary it's very very common for documentary filmmakers to work on films for for years um, in fact I, I I just told this um, I was in Los Angeles recently and I was speaking to this person about this documentary project that I'm working on now and she was like oh wow that sounds like huge like it sounds like this huge project that's going to take like such a like a large amount of time and she said it kind of like like oh that's so great it's going to take years it's so good <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like ah yeah I, I actually I want to do it in like this really small condensed window of time um because it I just I don't know I, I, I prefer it that way I prefer working a little bit more maybe it's like spontaneity um, or actually what I really think of is this impulse. Um, and I, I like working from impulse. It's, I think it's the most important thing for me. I think that it's impulse is like the foundation or working from impulse is like the foundation of, of, um, of these artist videos and just sort of showing up and meeting someone. And what do you ask them? What do you say them? What do you say to them? What do you get footage of, uh, you know, all in a matter of sometimes like one hour or two hours. Um, of, of spending time with someone and then leaving and then being like did I get what I needed you know like, uh, like that doesn't matter um, I, you know I got what I did and I'm gonna have to shape a story from it and like I can't really have like any preconceived ideas about what that story is gonna be because the story is just what it is you know oh, well the story is just what was recorded really and and then I'll sit at my computer and extract things that were recorded and shape a story from that and it doesn't matter if I'm like no but the story was this or the story it should have been this like none of that matters because it, at the end of the day it's just like you have to create or like pull out a story or fabricate a story based off of what you captured and that, I think that's really different than uh than identifying a story um, and I think that's a, a common practice in documentary filmmaking. And I think that's why people take such a long time to make films is because they identify a story and then they they go for it. And sometimes, it, like I imagine if, if I identified the story in visiting Wally Dion, I would probably have to go back again to get like more footage of different things um, that I didn't capture because it wasn't... So the story didn't come out of what he offered me, this, this, or, or what I had perceived the story came out of our interaction together, 
over the course of like two hours. Um, me showing up and meeting him and drinking coffee with him and setting up my equipment and recording an interview with him and then getting footage of him working and then leaving like that, that you know it was it was all just based on that and, and impulse um, and so yeah, so impulse is something that I am fascinated with and I think that it's um, something I trust and and live by. about your um, perspective of being an indigenous filmmaker or artist or participant in the art market in this way and can you maybe break down like when that comes into play for you or doesn't or what what your feelings are in in being involved in this work as an indigenous person well let's see maybe just to be transparent about it all, like it, there, there are definitely a lot of times when it just feels like it's not, um, there are times when it's not related or, or maybe not significant of a factor in, in, the, in the work, you know, in, in the work creatively or in the work intellectually or logistically or technically, you know, it's just um, sometimes uh, work is just, you just, it's just work, and it's, and it just sort of exists in that in that area, and it doesn't have much to do with who I am and how I identify. Although I think that I, I mean, it changes the way I personally like carry myself. I mean, it doesn't change the way, but it you know, it affects the way and informs the way that I who I am affects and informs the way that I carry myself for sure. Like every day, um, and I'm always reminded by that. Especially being Diné, and you know, I, I feel like there's some. <laughs> there are really specific ways that we carry ourselves, at least in the way that I was raised, and I'm very I'm aware that Diné people have have um, you know many different sort of ways of carrying themselves. And my ways are the ways of my family, um, but there's something I'm I'm reminded of almost daily, usually daily, especially when I'm speaking with other people about how they do certain things. Even just normal things um, regarding, like, I don't know, windows or something, um, <laughs> doors. Um, <laughs> but but there are also times in which um, I think that that familiarity with with like indigeneity really helps. Um, let's see, it, it helps me become part of certain communities, participate in certain communities. It helps me sort of. Uh, understand and relate to certain projects. There are some parts of the work that I do that are um, okay. So, for example, like this latest artist portrait series. I guess to use that as an example, they're all they're all native artists um, from from all over North America, really Alaska and Canada, and um, kind of all over the all over the U.S. And then and then my, so the, so my name is Dylan McLaughlin which isn't a very like, Navajo-sounding name. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's 
Irish, you know, my, my dad's last name. So there's always like that initial email correspondence. And I always, well, I don't always, but I, I, I kind of am aware that it can be a, maybe a little bit deceiving of who I am to, to see this email from, from this person. And I, I think people are, unless they look, look me up, people don't really know what to expect. And, and then I knock on their door and they're like, oh, you're like a, you're like, you're a young native person, like come in. And, and sometimes it like makes a really big difference to people. And it like really changes. I think it really changes things a little bit when they meet me and, and I'm, I'm not sure what exactly this. I mean, that's not something that I really like get down and, and like dissect to really sort of figure out like, why, why did they like me? Why did they connect to me? <laughs> <laughs> that's not something I think about. And I certainly wouldn't be like, oh, it's because I'm native. And that's, that's why. And, but it does, to be honest, it does feel a little bit like that though. In a nice way, it feels like, oh, these are, you know, this person I met and, and they recognized something in me like maybe some sort of familiarity or something and there's always that with, with native people um, or usually in my experience there's there's some layer of that of people kind of understanding each other kind of automatically like oh you're a native person I think maybe it's it's safe to assume a, a certain layer of things and and I like that it makes me feel really good you know? it makes me really glad to be from where I where I'm from and I'm definitely glad to have been raised on on the Navajo Nation and sometimes people are, are curious about it and people ask me about it and we'll share stories and they'll sh- share their stories of being from another place and then we see the, like the overlap and there's always overlap it's incredible and and sometimes the, the the film projects I'm working on are are specifically coming from from a native community's perspective and I love I love doing that. I love working with them. Um, I love working within those communities and learning about other people's ways. Um, and so, and so that's that's always work that I do. There's there's always that. But then then again, like I said before, there's there's also a lot of work that I do that maybe that's just not really um, not really part of the the conversation. And not related, and so it so it really depends. It depends on on different things. Yeah, it's an it's an interesting it's an interesting thought. I think uh, maybe a, a conversation that we're sort of always having on some on some front in some form. And it seems to be I I don't know. It, it seems to be just sort of it can be complex territory. It can be a really simple kind of a, a simple drive or grounding force in our lives um, as, as artists, as creatives. And uh, let's see, where do, where do I sit in all of it? I, I think it changes. I mean, I, I definitely feel like uh, who I am as a person sort of on a daily basis uh, is really informed by things like where I grew up, uh, especially being, you know, in the, on the East Coast, I, I feel like it's, it's more often that I, I meet people and I realize that maybe in, in, in ways, the way that I was brought up or some of the um, protocol around doing a certain action or maybe a certain way that I was taught things should be done is, um, is different than, than what other people do. And, um, and, I, and I noticed that. And, and so I'm like, oh, you know, I 
that's um I see a difference and it kind of becomes like okay there's a there's a difference there and it's interesting to me and it does I don't know it does a few different things like but but that's sort of how it exists and or how it can exist in my personal life um, as far as my creative work and I'm not necessarily saying there's a there's a distinction there although I think that there there can be for sure like a like a distinction between what I'm doing on a daily basis and what I would call my, refer to as my personal life and then what I'm doing creatively I don't think they're the same I, some people t- I have friends that will talk about them sort of being existing in the, in the same from the same place or uh, like oh they're all, it's all the same my creative self and my personal self and and I I don't know if I for me I don't know if I believe that I think that it can, there can be sort of a separation there and there sort of is um, and and maybe that's sort of where I sit with my identity in my creative work really I mean I feel like maybe there is a just sort of a disconnect sounds kind of like a bad word but just kind of um they're not completely informing one another all the time at least not in like a on like an aesthetics level um maybe i mean i was talking about impulse and and maybe some of those impulses come from the same place as as um my uh, identity i don't know I mean, it sounds kind of strange to say but maybe there are learned impulses in some of the stories i've been taught or some of the ways that we conduct ourselves um that i carry with myself in my in my creative work like yeah i, I would believe that i would i think that would be true but as far as like aesthetically or yeah well as far as aesthetically i don't think that that there's a whole lot of um like any sort of typical crossover or overlay of of like indigeneity um in my work What is the most important role of art in our society and possibly for you personally? Ooh, that sounds like a really big, <laughs> really big question. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. That's, that's, that seems hard. It feels maybe it's, um, it's nice to, it's nice to have spaces filled. It sounds like a strange thing to say, but maybe it's true kind of, um, especially being here in the city. Uh, because there's a lot, and there's a lot that you can go to here, and and you know, I just went and for the first time, just like yesterday, went and saw the um, the Earth Room in uh, Soho, and it's just this like apartment size, like this floor in this building that's filled with dirt, and it was it was really nice. It was, I mean, it's nice. It's a really interesting, nice space to be in, and it's kind of funny. It's funny that it exists there, and it's kind of funny to think about it existing in another space. Um, and I kind of imagined, like, well, if this room was um, any, like anywhere else, maybe anywhere else where I'm from, it would be so insignificant. Well, not insignificant, insignificant, but it would be significant for maybe very different reasons. And I think the reasons would be not because of like the novel wouldn't be the dirt the novel would be like the 
the walls, like the, the, the structure of the building itself. And, and that whole experience and interaction, like that whole dynamic that I had with, with this artwork, this installation, at least right now, it sort of feels like it's just, it's kind of just space, spaces filled. And I think that a lot of art can sort of feel that way for me. And I don't mean just like installation works, but just sort of, um, I don't know, like, like uh, any type of kind of visual interaction with, with work just, and maybe that's, that's just my thought at this very moment. It's like, it just sort of feels in my world, like contained in myself, in my body, it feels like maybe um, just spaces. Um, there are all these, there's all, there's all this space that people have created that, that we kind of um, sort of like absorb a little bit and carry with us a little bit. And, um, and I'm not sure what that does. Uh, I, I mean, it sort of feels like maybe we, we need that in the world. You know, like we, we need to live in a world that has spaces filled. <laughs> <laughs> that, makes, that, that much of it makes sense to me. And, but... I don't know. I, I mean, you know what? You know, an, an interesting thing that I've been um, maybe from a, a different point of view. Um, one thing that I've maybe, maybe also tying it back into um, some of the work that I've been doing these artist portraits. One thing I've noticed. I don't know if I. Sh- I don't know if I should say this. Slash. I don't know how people. Will, certainly, people will feel about me saying this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but just to make like a generalization. Um, of a group of people. <laughs> just totally, take the gloves off. Just take the gloves off. I've totally kind of fabricated a little bit and uh, whatever. I mean, it sounds silly, but um, one thing that I've that I've noticed about I don't I don't know if it's just like this particular group of artists or um, if it's a real thing or if I'm just like maybe it sounds stupid. But I've noticed that in, maybe I just keep it general just for my own safety. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you're comfortable with. <laughs> but, <I've laughs> but it seems like a good point, so you should say it. <laughs> sure, okay, I'll just say it. So I've noticed that there's a, there's a few Anishinaabe artists in this, in this, um, this last exi- exhibition that I've been doing portraits for. And, uh, and maybe that's sort of the coincidence there. It's like, oh, they just all happen to be, you know, most of them are Anishinaabe. Not most of them, but a handful of them are, are Anishinaabe. Um, or Ojibwe, depending on sort of where they're, where they're located. Um, but one thing that I've recognized in multiple artists is that they refer to themselves as makers. <clears throat> and that's something I've only noticed with the Anishinaabe. And maybe that's just like, I don't know. That's just so ha- happens to be like the way they identify. Like I, it, but I, but I found it sort of common, like to to hear someone say, "I'm I'm a maker. I, I make things," and that makes that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense to you too. I think it makes a lot of sense to a lot of people to just feel like, or to hear someone say, "I I'm a, I'm a maker," and that's just what I do. Um, and so there's sort of this, there's that side of it too of just like people people just feel like they need to like just sort of maybe again it's spaces like create and fill um, spaces around us um, and for us 
And it's, um, it's nice. It's really nice to have people that do that. And it's nice to participate in that. And I think that it's something that people just sort of always done. Um, and that's like, it's where we come from and it's who we come from. Uh, and there, there are stories tied into it and there's nostalgia tied into it and there's practice and technique and skill. Uh, I think it's interesting that some people uh, identify as artist and some people identify as maker. And I do find that thread with indigenous artists more. I mean, just from even this project, you know, of how people identify themselves in the world of art. So that's cool to hear that you've found that connection too. Yeah, yeah, I like it. It makes sense to me. Where do you feel like you'll be in 10 years as an artist or a maker? Do you do you have any long-term goals of doing more kind of solo projects or do you hope to continue on with collaborative works and also like um, these artist portraits? I really have no idea. Um, I think that's a hard thing for me to, to really know. Um, I've been so driven like from project to project, like it, it really shapes um, my like immersion into the into the work that I do, and 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 that sort of informs my perspective, and it sort of changes my daily life, and like all these little things, you know, and, and they all kind of they all kind of add up, and yet they 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 feel like significant, and they feel like sort of big big things that I'm a part of um, at the time, and. Already, I'm starting to see that this new year is is one of um, of, of projects slightly different than than what I've been doing before. I don't know what that's going to going to turn into, um, which is exciting for sure. Uh, but it's maybe it's un- unpredictable and and it's easy to sort of maybe sit into into that space of of impulse and. Um, and sort of just see, uh, mm. um, and then and then to, so to ask like over this big span of time like <laughs> ten years, jeez, uh, I I really don't know. Um, I of course want to keep working. Um, I don't know. I really don't know. That's a that's a big one. I, I feel like I'm I'm in the middle of a big transition right now in myself and my work and in my space, and I'm, I have a lot of questions and curiosities there that I'm that I'm stepping into now um and so maybe the question for me is not so much like what is the big next thing it's kind of like well what am I in what am I in right now um like what is this right now uh, I don't really know and, and it's something that I'm playing with or, or I, feel, I feel like maybe just starting to play with a little bit and, and that feels nice there's all I think that it's really common for people to sort of ask like where where are you going um, career wise or you know where where are you, where are you what are your motivations especially working in in film people sort of um, well really depending on the project um, you know if I were like on a commercial set or something or, or working on a narrative project there's a little bit more of this attitude of of like so you like you want to be a a director of photography, you want to be a DP, um, and like, and there's kind of like an excitement there, like, oh, you want to, <clears throat> that's what you want to do, like, I want to do that too, and I'm always just kind of like, 
ah, that's not really what I want to do. Um, you know, I, I enjoy the work and it, it's, it's, uh, it's satisfying creatively and technically uh, for, for different reasons. But it doesn't feel like something that, like, that's not why I do it. I don't do it because I have those ambitions. Um, and I always kind of fall back on, like, I, I kind of just want to, like, I want, like, some goats I, I'd like some goats, and I'd like to milk the goats, and <laughs> simple <laughs> things. No offense, it sounds ridiculous now <laughs> to say, um, but it's true. It's true. I think, um, um, and maybe it's not literally that, but uh, and it's, and I don't think it necessarily has either. Has like has to be like a like a romanticized sort of like ah, oh, this it's like ah, oh, I want this type of life, you know. But but I I keep something I've heard myself say for a while now is is that like that's that's what I want and everything between now is just kind of like it's just sort of filler and, and I don't mean filler as in like it's less important but but it's just like it's just what you're what you do it's just what you're doing uh, and I think that if you can do what makes sense and what feels feels right through impulse then um uh I don't know maybe that's uh that's enough for me, maybe. Um, but maybe that'll change. You know, the next time we speak, <laughs> I might have a very different uh, set of uh, ambitions or thoughts and, on, on structuring one's life and daily practice and goals or, or whatnot. Let's talk about offerings. Um, if you had anything that you could say to other young people out there who are getting started in a similar field or maybe don't even know what they're doing yet you know if if there was anything that you could have been told as a young artist that could have helped you that you know now like what would what would that advice be what would what would you like to share I think the most significant thing for me has been uh relationships and learning to navigate relationships and um and to to see them in their complexity and to admire the complexity and to 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 enjoy sitting in that space with with people um i for me i think that's been the most valuable thing in my life and and my work is getting to a point where i'm now really really delving into to investigating the, di- the dynamics of, of sort of relationship, um, and I'm starting to see that more and more in my work. Uh, both sort of sure, both in, like in the portraits and, and that whole entire process, but also um, in more like what, I guess what I would refer to as more of like video art side of, of what I do. Um, it, it's always about relationships for me. You know, I think if you can maintain you can maintain those relationships that you have in your life. Um, they just keep, they keep moving and they keep growing. And, uh, I think that I've, I've been really fortunate to meet a lot of artists that I, that I really get along with and become very good friends with. And they branch out to many things always, like always, always. And, and, uh, and I, I think if there was one thing in, in my life that is, that has been the most meaningful even in terms of like you know helping me uh like career-wise right now um 
Like it, it has been, it has been those, it has been other people just being good with people and sitting with people and listening to them or not listening to them. Um, I mean, a big part of that also is I get maybe again, like impulse um, and, and feeling things and like allowing yourself to feel things uh, and know what they mean to you. Like it's important to feel things, but also it's really important to in interpret things for yourself mm. uh, or, or, or not interpret things. Sometimes just sitting with things is, is really important. I think that through that sort of dance there of like of impulse um, and interpretation and then relationship, uh, it's it's easy to sort of act natural. I think of Merritt's work <laughs> always <laughs> natural, um, <clears throat> but sort of like move just sort of naturally and carry yourself in a way that is honest. Um, I, I don't know that that seems to work. That seems to work for me. I don't know if that's like a a tangible sort of thing that you can work towards or get better at, but um, I don't know. I think that's where where it comes from for me. Um, this is your soapbox moment. If you have anything that you'd like to say to the world, anything that anything at all that you'd like to say and have it heard, this is your moment. Hmm. I'm trying to feel. I'm trying to feel out like, what? Where am I right now? What am I? What am I sitting in right now? There's always. A, there's always a thing, right? There's always like a. There's always a thing that we're, kind of sitting on, and, you know, one one thing that I've been um, noticing lately, uh, I sort of caught myself thinking a few times lately is, is uh, it's funny. I imagine myself walking up the apartment staircase right now it's like feels like maybe that's where this moment happens quite a bit <laughs> like you know you don't you don't have to maybe this sounds ridiculous but I think like you don't have to make mistakes in order to learn you, you know you can you can catch uh, I mean I don't mean to say catch as if like I also don't mean that mistakes are a bad thing I mean they can I don't think they're certainly not but I think that we can learn, well, maybe what it really is, is like sometimes I'll do something a certain way and then later in reflection sort of look at, look at that thing and uh, the way I conducted myself or what I said or, or what I didn't do, sometimes just with little things. And I'll, and I'll just think like, oh, I, I should have done it this way. Or, you know, if I, like now that I think about it, and I, don't, and I just mean like little things, you know, like little everyday things. Like, oh, next time, but this is what I would hear myself say is like, next time, do it this way instead, and it'll be better for you. It'll be just better. And I don't mean that in any sort of like regretful kind of way. I just mean like, um, like in a, in a learning kind of way, like, okay, I learned from my, from that little experience and, um, what would be more true to how I would want to conduct it would be this. And then I, and then this thought comes in and I'm like, well, why didn't I just, why didn't I just do that? Why couldn't I have just done, done it like that? And so it's something that I think about now, like, well, okay, this decision I'm making right now, is this the way that I will have wanted to make this decision? You know, is this something that I, like, is this the way I want to conduct myself? I think I'm, that's something I'm starting to think about. And um, So you're almost trying to, like, make your future self proud? 
by your <laughs> current self's actions. That sounds funny. Um, proud, maybe not proud, but like, I just feel like, you know, it's just easier. Like it would be easier if we just made the right decisions. <laughs> True that. <laughs> why can't we just do, why can't we just do that? Um, like the first time it's like, it saves time. It's easier. It sounds a little ridiculous, but it is a thought that I've been having a little bit and Maybe that's something. Um, it's it's something I've been carrying with myself a little bit. Not again, not in any sort of like regretful way. And I'm not saying that making mistakes are are is a bad thing. I think those are both sort of valuable, and there's spaces for for both of those things. But um, but but somehow that idea there has has, has caused the thought in my mind that is now sort of moving around, and and now I'm kind of like, okay, you know, like. I want to be sure to 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 fully to fully do the things that I that I want to do. Sort of like fully commit, and um, and I'm so bad at it, which is maybe why I'm a why maybe it's in my mind right now. Um, it's just little things, especially like you know being away from family and stuff. Now I'm kind of like you, like okay, you have to send cards. You have to you have to send cards to people, and and you have to call people, and and you have to like. Ah, they're so important. I, I saw this thing recently. This probably is stupid. It was probably like on Facebook or something. But it, there was this. I saw this thing that was like the, the relationships that you are having in your life now are like the they're they're the most significant. Ah, it sounds weird to say. Like maybe if I say it, I won't actually believe it anymore. But oh. it was just something I saw. It was just like like those relationships you have now are like as significant as they'll ever be um and, and maybe that's not true I mean, well i think we'll always have significant relationships always but it made me look back look look at all of the relationships i have right now and all of the relationships that i feel like i kind of just like left behind um like in santa fe i, I mean i kind of just like right it's like see you later i kind of just left i didn't even say see you later i kind of just like left i think people i sometimes i wonder like maybe people don't even know that i've gone or like maybe <laughs> some people like don't even know where i am and then i think like oh and i miss them and sometimes when i'm walking on the sidewalk i'm like wow oh, i just or even today i had these thoughts of like i just want to like call people you know like i just want people in my life to know that they're important and, and i think that's um maybe that's something that's so obvious to everybody but like mm. so why it's good like it should be obvious to all of us so seems like a really important thing so that's yeah there's just some little bit of thoughts that feel resonant right now I suppose yeah I think that relationships are very important and it does take work and energy it's it doesn't come without work you know so that's a that's a really good point and I think when I usually ask this question people get so grandiose you know um, but I do believe personally in like starting in your own self and in your own family and in your own friendship circles and that's how we're gonna change the fucking world you know it's just like mm -hmm. really being what we wish to see so i appreciate that yeah i like that too
Oh, 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 oh,